0: Great is thy faithfulness, O
1: God, my Father. (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right <well. laughs> So, wow that, that ended abruptly but uh it was a joy so yeah we'll just let the uh, audience figure out what just happened <laughs> uh Did happen? the the dustin one and only dustin garrett was just singing greatest thy faithfulness to the tune of holy 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 two songs that are still in it as we are down to the elite eight matchups four matchups going on with eight different hymns looking to close out the tournament this week. And this is probably the most interesting round so far. We've got all the one seeds battling out with three, two seeds, and one three seed that is hung in there. And we're going to break this down one by one. I'm throwing it over to you, Mr. Stephen Duncan, who's joined us again as we look at the Amazing Grace versus It Is Well matchup, a one and two matchup that we could have all predicted. I think we all did predict this was going to happen. These two were going to run into each other. And uh, right now we have it is well with a slight lead, I believe, as the of the last time I checked. So, Stephen, uh, what do you got over there?
3: Eighty nine to eighty five yeah, well, is the current totals. Just so we have that.
1: Yeah, there's only a four point spread there, which is which is so crazy tight. It really could go either way at this point. And uh, Jeremy, you're absolutely right. I think each of us really expected uh, both of these to bump up against each other. Once we got to this point, I remember, I think we all kind of called that in round one and thought this might be one of the most interesting matchups we would see. Um, and I think that's absolutely true. And just based by the numbers here, that's it's, it's absolutely a tight race. Um, I mean, a few things to, to look at, uh, both of these are just classic, uh, well-loved hymns. Um, They both have uh, several modern renditions. I think they're two songs that are being sort of done and redone fairly regularly, so even with modern audiences, they haven't gone anywhere. They're continually being redone. I think both of them are uh, very well known in churches across multiple denominations and well-loved across denominations, uh, whether in a traditional sense or in any of their modern versions, so regardless of who's voting, they know these songs, they love these songs. uh, So you do not have uh, the same types of dynamics that we've had before going into some of these matchups. I was also thinking going into this, both of these are fairly common funeral songs as well. Um, I was thinking of that with it as well. A, A friend of mine a few years ago passed away and it as well was played at his funeral. But then as I got to thinking about it, Amazing Grace, I've heard that at a a couple of funerals as well. And that definitely forms a really strong emotional attachment, even outside of the spiritual. Um, So I feel like some people might be voting with their hearts there. Uh, But both songs have a soul soothing element. They do, which I think is why they are played in that context fairly frequently as well. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see what this comes down to because they're, they're really completely evenly matched in, in every way, I think. Uh, one thing that I know Dustin might point out with these is uh, the format of Amazing Grace is different than it as well, where you have a chorus in it as well, that you can always kind of come back to and, and latch on to. Whereas Amazing Grace, you know, people know the first verse, might know the second, few more might know the fourth, If you go beyond that, you're, you're fumbling for words a little bit. So if you were to play all these straight through, I think my temptation would be to say that people would know it as well. All those verses a little bit better than they would all the verses of amazing grace, just because there are so many in amazing grace and which ones are actually used changes up a lot. So I would give a slight edge to it as well, as I think overall, it is actually the more well-known within churches, even though Amazing Grace has a a broader secular reach. Um, I think that might give it the slight edge, and we are seeing that four-point lead right now, so we'll see if it can carry that all the way through to a win, but that would be my pick here. I think it as well may have a really good shot at closing it out.
3: All right. Thank you for that, Stephen. Our second matchup to analyze today is Great Is Thy Faithfulness, the number one seed up against Be Thou My Vision. Currently, Be Thou My Vision has a fairly comfortable lead at the moment, 101-72. to Dustin, what analysis can you provide for this matchup?
0: Wow, can I tell you that's kind of shocking to me. "Great as I Faithfulness" is such a, a beloved hymn, and I, I was doing a little research, and it appears actually "Great as I Faithfulness" came on the scene somewhere eighteen uh, sixties or so, um, and then actually was composed by a, a, a guy from uh, Kansas which is interesting to know. Um, but what a great song, actually taken from Lamentations chapter three that just wedged right in there. There's this great, great promise and great truth. Um, and so Greatest Thy Faithfulness, no matter what, is gonna just be a juggernaut throughout history. Um, I think Thomas Chisholm is, uh, is is the guy who wrote this. And um, man, what a, what a legacy to just have this song. I, I one time wrote a paper about um, you know, it, which, which do you think God is more pleased with? The sound of Greatest Life Faithfulness coming off the lips of a missionary who's just returned, you know, let's say home or, you know, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing it with 8 million part harmony or whatnot, you know? Um, it's one of those songs that when it's in a, it's just really big but also it's, it's if, when it's sung from the heart the idea of god your faithfulness is is so great um and people have actually seen that and and it's touched them to the depths of their soul and they want to respond within the midst of all this mess you are faithful um what a great message so you're saying that the audience
2: uh, by and large hasn't experienced anything uh like that huh The
0: audience here, uh, I mean, no, they should, uh, they should have, but here's the thing, now let's talk about Be Thou My Vision. We're talking about a song from the 6th century. We're talking about uh, lyrics that from 6th, 8th century, we're talking about 600, somewhere back in there, where the 600s, my lanta, what an amazing thing. But now, what's interesting about Be Thou My Vision is that the tune is actually an Irish folk tune. Which, if you're Irish like me, if you see this blonde coming through on my chinny, chin chin, you, you don't, man. <laughs> hey, just because you got a great beard doesn't mean you can make fun of everybody else. I uh, know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but does. no, listen, it, it does actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, you When you're shaving it in the morning, you sing Greatest Life Faithfulness. So you realize how thick your beard is. <laughs> um So, <laughs> but anyway, this Irish folk tune is, is just a, a sweet melody. It really is. Um, though I think that some of the lyrics in Be Thou My Vision are a little bit more obscure, and rightfully so if it's coming from, you know, 600 uh, A.D., So my prediction on this is, great as thy faithfulness will actually come back. Mm. Um, But but that's that I I I think um, (laughs) God's faithfulness (laughs) just when you think everything's about to go down, great as thy faithfulness is going to rise back through. But we'll see.
2: Sounds like Dustin has a great is thy faithfulness Facebook group that he's going to share this to later today, because <laughs> I think that's the only way it's going to come back. Um, now, as we look down at the bottom left part uh, quadrant of the bracket here, uh, Stephen, we're looking at the holy, holy, holy versus come now Fount" matchup to my chagrin. Holy, holy, holy is losing by 21 at the moment. Uh, interestingly, John Newton, who wrote Amazing Grace that you covered for us a minute ago, he said of the author of Come Thou Found that he uh, he didn't think he was a Christian at the end of his life. Now that is something that I've always known, or at least I've known for a long time, and that's always clouded my view of that hymn. I'm a huge fan of Holy, 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 but Come Thou Found is just not really my jam. So what, what kind of insights do you have for us as we look into the, this battle?
1: Yeah, let me let me just go in that direction for a second, because as we've been talking here, I've kind of just been doing a quick sort of side by side analysis just lyrically of the two songs. Um and as I as I go through this, I'm I'm starting to think that Come Thou Fount has a little bit more jammed into it, honestly, as far as like truth that you can really latch onto and grab onto. Um, but now, holy 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 I'm, has the Trinity. So let's, it, I mean, it, you, you have just to be up front here. You have to give it props for actually going there and mentioning the Trinity. That's That was always one of my biggest, <clears throat> excuse me, frustrations as a worship leader was there were very few songs that even mentioned the Trinity, mm. maybe a handful, if that, that are actually about the Trinity or have a good Trinitarian view um, within the context of the song. And I always found that frustrating because something I realized was if you can actually focus on... The Trinity and each member of the Trinity over the course of a worship service, it's, it's an incredible, beautiful, um, and I think God-honoring thing, instead of just kind of focusing in on one particular uh, person of God to be able to bring that all into view within a worship service, I think is really awesome. That was something I always tried to do. So if I couldn't find songs that either mentioned the Trinity or, or brought them all together within a song... I would want something, you know, one song that kind of focused on Jesus, one that focused on the Spirit, one that focused on uh, the Father, and kind of bring all those in view within the context of a single worship service. Um, so you're absolutely right with the actual mentioning of the Trinity. Uh, kind of cool that the song is built on the lyric, holy, 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 and it also mentions the Trinity, so it, even in the use of the word holy, it has that three-pronged sort of Trinitarian uh, feel underneath it. So lyrically, it's underscored musically. It's a brilliant song. So I'm not going to take anything away from holy, holy, holy at all. Musically, lyrically, incredible. Um, come Thou Fount, though, just as I'm looking through this, um, you know, even simple things like tune my heart to sing thy grace, um, kind of finding that alignment with God. Uh, it, things like, we've talked before about that just super powerful last verse of O to, o to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be, Let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love, here's my heart, take and seal it. I think any Christian that's, that's honest with themselves about the state of themselves has really felt that last verse of come thou found in a big way. Um, and just as I, as I go through the lyrics here, I think there's as much, maybe a slight edge more that you can really latch onto, even from sort of a doctrinal theological perspective, but it's more from a personal experiential type perspective. Uh, holy, holy is a lot more declarative. It's, 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 uh, saying things that are absolutely true. About God that are that give us these sort of big thoughts of God, and that's massively important. Um, but as far as a tight race like this, uh, you know me; I like to favor the the personal experience, the emotionally resonant, and I think "Come Thou Fount" definitely hits that. Uh, the the pastor to lay people spread that I looked at last episode. Uh, pastors are giving a slight nod to holy 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 no surprise there um whereas uh, the rest of everyone else is kind of coming in strong for come thou Fount." i think it could absolutely still turn the other way and get really close again uh but i do think come thou Fount" ends up taking this and just one last thing musically holy 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 is a very grand um sort of big sounding melody um, kind of in the same vein as A Mighty Fortress. Uh, It's got that same kind of vibe, that same kind of feel to it. Come Thou Fount is a very uh, sweet, soft, uh, intimate, personal type of song just from a purely musical standpoint. Uh, And a lot of people love that kind of thing. Uh, It's that without being too slow and dragging. So musically, lyrically, I think the edge goes to Come Thou Fount on this one. Although Holy, Holy, Holy is... A very very strong contender.
3: All right. Well, we well have... thank
1: you, thank you for raising your Ebenezer on that one there.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate
3: that. I try to <laughs> every day.
0: <laughs> That's the because...
3: one struggle with that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's it, it, but it, end, it ends out uh, with that verse three. So everyone's like, oh, they they they, they forgive the Ebenezer line.
3: And there's but, many yeah, many. I, I would, uh, I was going to say there's many churches that use the alternate lyrics for that verse to Mm kind of get around having to explain what in the world an Ebenezer is.
0: Man, what I wouldn't give to just be in the writer's room whenever they, they, they compose that song. And they're like, all right, we got it. <laughs> they're like, well, the Ebenezer line, you sure you want to keep that in? Yeah, yeah. I was just reading about that this morning. There is no uh, way
1: you- this doesn't age well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then Charles Dickens came along and yeah, Scrooge yeah. McDuck ruined it.
0: <laughs> man, man, okay.
3: Sorry, all I had right. to it in there. It's, uh, for the last matchup yet to discuss, is it was mentioned the the song was mentioned just a minute ago by steven a mighty fortress squaring off against how great thou art this is a number three seed a mighty fortress going against the number one seed how great thou art and right now there is a 103 to 74 edge towards how great thou art dustin what do you got for us on this one
0: well yeah can i that's not too surprising to me, especially since uh, in Christianity uh, Christianity Today magazine in 2001, uh, How Great Thou Art was actually number two behind Amazing Grace uh, as far as ranked favorite hymns of all time survey. Uh, I don't have all the details of who they surveyed and whatnot, but How Great Thou Art written in 1885 by a, a Swedish guy. So we got a Swedish hymn, which is pretty sweet uh and, and his name was carl bober european so, sneak in there my goodness yeah i yeah it's pretty wild well and here's what another so it's going up against the german juggernaut of mighty fortress which was obviously penned in 1529 and so not only penned but wrote the words and composed the melody martin luther did which I, I, you got to give him props that, you know, that he he, he did that because um, a lot of these songs, they were penned and then the melody was added later or somebody else added the melody which just an encouragement to the songwriters out there, uh, a lot of times that's the case. You, there's people who have gifting in writing, but they might not ha- have gifting in arranging or adding melodies and vice versa. There's people who can arrange music and add melodies to song and they're not really particularly gifted writers. So if you find somebody who's, who's writing or find somebody who can make melodies, team up with them and create some good songs. The very, very few people can write, arrange and perform at, at all in one. So side note there, but I do agree we said what was said uh, I think uh, a few times ago when we were on uh, on here broadcasting that unless the the Lutheran crowd really shows up big and strong uh, a mighty fortress might actually uh, come down brick by brick from the greatness of how great thou art just soaring over top of it just like a sledgehammer into the into the bulwark that is a mighty fortress so, I mean, just imagine that, just a moat in front of this mighty fortress and how great thou art, just, just charging through with one of those r- giant ramrods. That's going to be my, my prediction here, that how great thou art, it, and it's all the Swedish glory will just soar right through the top. And, and it might be a similar thing back in 2001, which is interesting. I mean, if, yeah. if Amazing Grace goes up against how great thou art, and we're talking about, you know, 20 years has gone by you think it it, it just lastly one of the great things about this tournament is that in regards to history and songs we uh, how long we've been alive it's but a blip in uh, the stream that is the goodness of songs written over uh, millennia we're talking about here Um, but you never know how what song is going to carry on and go hey this song is going to be actually um, used by god's people 100 200 300 years from now it's just wild to think so anyway those are my thoughts on that
2: and one one thing i just really love about how great thou art is of course the the chorus then sings my soul. Everyone wants to belt it out when you get to the mm-hmm. chorus, but the song walks you through. I mean, you're talking about thunder and birds and the trees and the, the looking lofty mountains. Forest strander. glades, yeah, forest <laughs> glades. It, that, that sounds like a you know an air freshener, and you're just like here. You're going Hansel through Adams nature. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you're going through nature, and then when I think. That God, His Son, not sparing, and then you're you're focused on the cross, and then you're talking about the second coming. It is very much a comprehensive song.
0: It is. It it, it really spans the breadth of. I mean, it just crescendos, um, idea wise. You're right. And and one of the things that the song does is it beautifully uses this um, A seven chord. So uh, then sings my soul. That part right there. Yeah. It 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 it, it it's saying. And what you're doing and when everybody in one room is saying and doing the same thing it reflects a unity that we're supposed to have as christians as the body of christ and it also promotes that unity as well so when everyone is singing from their soul about singing from their soul and looking around and seeing everybody doing that um it's quite the powerful uh song
3: one thing that we can be one thing that we can be sure of here is that we have in our Elite Eight, no question. Some of the, these are the eightest greatest hits of all time for him, right? These, the, it mm-hmm. had to come the down greatest. To <laughs> the eightest greatest. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So these are, yeah. this is a, now I do have to ask, and you guys made your predictions at the beginning, real quick. Are you sticking with your original predictions? Dustin, you had it as well. Are you sticking with that?
0: Man, right now, I mean, it would be, I feel like it would just be a real shocker if it made it through. I I, want to root for it to to go through. And maybe that's just because I would love to see in my lifetime, and and I would love to see Christianity today be wrong about Amazing Grace. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, I would love to see it as well come through. Uh, But there's part of me that still nags that Amazing Grace. People are so familiar with it. It's hard for them to let that go. Um, but I have maybe, maybe I'll have to let go of the greatest I faithfulness versus being on my vision. That would be wild to, uh, to, to let that go. But either way um, I, I feel like, um, you know, one of these songs uh, is going to make it into uh, the service where I lead on Sunday. It's just, it's got to no. be,
2: I I, <laughs> I, no, I have to say, not all of them. I got my, uh, my bracket here and I did predict be thou my vision over great is thy faithfulness i've got seven of the final eight here but i i have holy 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 winning it all and i i'm not feeling too good about that anymore steven well
3: your original pick i think was also it as well you feel comfortable with that are you making a making a
1: shift here um yeah i still feel comfortable with it Uh, i like i said i i still predict it to barely topple amazing grace i think that can happen Um, I think if holy, holy, holy were to make a comeback, I think it as well would trounce it. It is well come thou fount. I could see that being a close matchup, but I could also see it really going towards it
2: as well. And I'll point out, Ken, you also had seven of the final eight predicted accurately, but the one both you and I missed was Come Now, Fountain." We didn't give it the credit it deserved apparently. And it might be a a surprise. It might take it all. I don't know. People love that song. They really, they really
0: do. Mm. And all these songs were written more than a hundred years ago, which Mm. is another interesting aspect as well. Uh, So
3: well, I have originally selected How Great Thou Art as the winner of this whole thing, and I'm sticking with that pick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that guy's going to ride it out. So, you could be right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both, Stephen and Dustin, for joining us once again today. For those who are viewing this, I, again, we encourage you to go to facebook.com slash do theology and vote for your favorite hymns. Jeremy, you got one more thing to say?
2: Yeah, I feel bad. Uh, I, I'm assuming this is how you pronounce his name, Lukachi. Uh, he's one been one of our faithful listeners from the beginning he's the reason why we have the chart in romanian on our website uh, i feel bad that i kind of made a dig at europeans there so Lucacci, i know you're listening to this sorry brother uh, i love you
3: very good, good.